0: Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the In Every Season podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be looking at part two of Suliat Kafu Bello's story. If you joined last time, you'll know that we spoke about losing both of her maternal figures, her mother and her grandmother. We also spoke about the feelings of grief as a child and what was it like, you know, returning back to school after losing her mum. And we also talk about the emotions that she felt then losing her grandmother and then becoming a caregiver to her siblings while at university. We touched on, you know, her feelings of faith and how that looked like at that moment. We also spoke about healing. And how she found her way back to God and the miraculous ways that God showed up for her. And that was an amazing episode. So if you haven't listened to it already, please do flip back and go and listen to it. But today we're going to be talking about the paternal figures in her life. So Juliet's going to be sharing the loss of her father and her grandfather. We're also going to be talking about secondary losses. And then... How To thrive after loss, aka how to live your best life. So, Celia is going to tell us how she does that. So, stay tuned, it's an amazing episode ahead.
1: So, um, my dad passed away from a stroke. So, um, I so was he living gym. in
0: Ireland or
1: oh, yeah. okay, yeah. So, the last time I saw my dad would have been. Well, actually, I saw him a year before he passed. And that was like my first time visiting Nigeria since I'd been in Ireland. That was in 2016. Oh. So I'd visited because um, I have a big sister from him in Nigeria at mm-hmm. that point in time. And mm-hmm. she was just like, oh, is quite ill. And now the thing with my dad and I was we had a really good relationship. So even though himself and my mom were separated because my mom was remarried over here, mm-hmm. um, we had a very like special relationship in terms of my dad was one of them dads that would literally... Um, the, the first time I knew that our relationship was different was I was talking to him on the phone and I was like, oh, and he was like, love you. We always end up like, oh, I love you too. Bye, daddy. Like, you know, joking around with him. Like I'll tease him like, oh, a lady picked up your phone. Who was that lady? You know, like <laughs> we were like friends. Do you know and like he was my friend like he was like he was more of a friend than a dad like we could just talk what's going on it's like you know his health is getting worse you know he's not talking as much you know because when like with the stroke experience for him he was paralyzed you know on one side you know um so she was just kind of like you know she would kind of like video call me on whatsapp to see to see him and everything because at that point in time his phone was off he couldn't really use his phone or anything anymore so um it's weird. And I don't know if it's this, it's because I had connected with God, but the night before he passed, I knew he was going to pass. I don't know how, right? And and it wasn't even like, because obviously, like I said, he had been in the hospital for a good while before it happened. But I remember that day, I'll never forget. I was meant to go to Zumba. I love exercising. <laughs> I was meant to go to Zumba class. And I tried, I'd spoken to him like on the 6th, like the day before. Mm -hmm. And I was going to go to Zumba class. I got dressed up and everything. And I just felt really, I felt cold all day in work. I remember saying like, okay, I'm always cold, but I felt really cold. And then I was saying to my little sister that evening, Doja, I was like, Doja, I'm really, really cold. And she's like, the house is warm though. So what's going on? I was like, it's fine. So I sat on the couch and then, you know, when you're like, let me take like a 10 minute nap before Zumba class. Like Zumba class was starting at eight. This was around seven and I usually leave the house at 10 to eight. So I'm going to take a quick nap before I go to Zumba. And I was I was shivering. So I slept and I didn't wake up for Zumba class. So I woke up around 11 and my, my mind was just pacing up and down, up and down. So I called my sister. There was no answer and everything. I couldn't sleep all night. I was like, I've never slept like that from like seven to 11. Like something was just off. So mm. my sister called me at 4 a.m. in the morning, like two hours before I get up for work, I knew she was calling me to tell me he had passed away. Wow. course, I didn't sleep properly. I was very cold, even though my bed warmer was on. I was just, I just felt like there was something up. True. So when she called me and told me, I was like, when she called me, I was like, daddy's dead. She was like, um, yes and I was like she's like how do you know I was like I don't know I've just been very uneasy since yesterday mm. do you get me and she was like oh wow She was like you passed away like an hour ago this and that I was like I just felt really uncomfortable mm. and I felt like something was going to happen and she was like I'm so sorry Kofu I didn't want to say anything to you but you know you should know as a second child mm. I know with your mom and your grandmother like it must you know like this is the last thing you want to hear and at that point in time I actually thought I was going to be angry at God but for some weird reason, I wasn't. Maybe because I, you know, like I said, I just started connecting back to him mm-hmm. for some weird. Reason, I was just kind of like, everything happens for a reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I was I was sad definitely because now my mom was gone, my dad was gone, my grandmother is gone. You know, like my parental figures are gone. But at the same time, I was like, oh, everything. I just I remember I just kept saying to myself everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And that really got me through that period mm. because I was upset. You know, I would have moments where I would cry, but at the same time, I would just remember that everything happens for a reason. And like, God is there. You know, he'll always be there. And I feel like of all the deaths, my dad's one was probably like the least, um, I don't want to say painful, but the, the, the one where I was, I went with the flow more in terms of like, I grieved, but I wasn't angry. I wasn't like trying to understand why, because you never have the answers to these questions. You know, they're just questions. (laughs) You don't, you know, it was the first time I wasn't like tormenting myself. Like why me, you know what? I just, I just accepted it as God's will. And Mm -hmm. I just kind of went, and I feel like that acceptance alone helps. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're trying to torment yourself to what if, maybe Mm. why could it like those questions we will all ask them like why me maybe this had happened maybe if I had done that maybe if you know they weren't sick maybe if I was you're just killing yourself
0: (laughs) because there's never an answer never there's never even if there was an answer and God said that oh it's because of this or bad or whatever would it be enough it wouldn't it would never be
1: enough (laughs) It was the first time I didn't torment myself. I didn't say, "Why is my dad gone?" Why? I just, I just said, "Lord, let your will be done." Like I just,
0: I just. And it's it's probably as well because you have gone through those processes of grief, and you've kind of gone through then your sort of your journey, you know, finding God as well, and then understanding how this works. It may. Make it easier, like I don't think death you ever be like, Oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, yeah, you always feel the feelings. But I guess you know, sad but true, the more experience that you have, you know more how to process it. Um, in another way, doesn't mean that it's not painful, doesn't mean that you don't cry, doesn't mean that you don't feel all of those feelings. But I guess you can use the sort of skills that you gain and the tools to navigate through it yes. i think mm-hmm. a little a little bit easier
1: uh, and i'd say the experiences as well definitely like helped and prepared me in a way like like you said sad but true but mm-hmm. definitely like experiencing my mom's one and my grandmother's one and those are people and I, another thing i feel like is because maybe because my dad and i weren't staying together right right so, so one thing I did miss was the phone calls. Like I was the type of child that every year, like my parents were never together, you know, they were never married, but every year, the first person to text me on my birthday is my father. Mm. So he died just like three months before my 25th birthday. Mm. And I remember my little brother from him texting me so that I wouldn't, you know, to fill that void because I like, like when the start of June, 2017, I was like, I was scared. I was like, this is the first year from as, as far as I can remember that I will not get a message. Like my dad texts me at like 1159 or midnight. Mm. So like he'll text me, then he'll call me. <laughs> so I don't even get a chance to finish reading the message and say, then you'd say a prayer for me. And, you know, so because I knew that wasn't going to happen, I was scared. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, I was scared because I was like, I know it's not going to happen because it's not here, mm. you know? And I was like, oh God, like I, I didn't, I, like, I didn't I didn't want my birthday to come. Even though 25 is like, oh, I'm turning 25. I just didn't want that day to come because I knew I wasn't going to get that message or that prayer. Well, mm. it's like my family knew. So midnight, my brother texts me mm. <laughs> straight up. My auntie calls me, even though she would normally call me like in the morning, mm. calls me it's like, I know your father will be praying for you right now. So I'm going to pray for you and... not gonna lie it really helps i was like okay it's not that bad after all you know right
0: right. it's so important to have like support network and family that kind of and friends that like you know step into the place like they're not the person that you've loved and lost but you know they can they can do some of those things or they can just make you you know feel that you know i'm still loved like even though this person isn't here you know, someone was thinking about me. I'm still loved,
1: you know, all of that stuff. Yes, yes. because I feel like if that hadn't happened, I would have probably, because I'm I'm a big person on birthdays. Like, even though I don't like to think about it, I feel like on your birthday, you should never cry. Like, not a sad not bad tears anyway, maybe tears of joy. I feel like on your birthday, you should never be sad, because then you'd be sad for the whole year. Like, I just have this <laughs> You no, know, just weird thoughts. <laughs> like, so I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be sad on the day. I'm gonna be upset." Like, mm-hmm. and honestly speaking, I know, like, to my auntie and to my brother, like, that was probably just like a little gesture. Yeah. But they didn't know what they did for me because mm-hmm. if not for that call, and mm-hmm. that message, I would have probably, I definitely, I know myself, I would have cried into my birthday, which is something that I never want to do. Do you know? Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be like tears of joy because God has given me another year on this earth. It Bye. would be tears of sadness. You know, and because of them, it was tears of joy, and I was really like very. I remember saying to my aunt, "I'm so grateful for this. Like, you have no idea." And she was like, "It's nothing. It's nothing." And I was like, "Trust me, it's something. Something. It's
0: something." <laughs> it's something. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. That's so lovely. So, I think about in your story where, I think the last person is your grandfather, right?
1: Yeah. Okay, so, so my grandfather was really, really, really old. He was in his eighties. Yeah. So, um I'm um, so like. When I was living in Nigeria, it was with my grandmother, like I said, and my grandfather. So I didn't mention both. They were living together, husband and wife. So he was like himself, and my granny were like my parents until I actually moved here to live with my mom and my stepdad. Do you know, and like I mean, I knew my dad was in Nigeria because he would always pick me up for my birthday and everything. But those two people were like the two people I knew mostly. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be my dad, and then when I moved to Ireland, my mom and you know my stepdad mm-hmm. extended like, family. So my granddad um, was ill for a while. And um, I remember my auntie calling me saying, oh, grandpa's very sick and everything. We're quite close as well. Like I'll call him and check up on him and everything. So when when he passed away, it was actually quite sudden because mm-hmm. even though he was ill, like he was away, like he was on holiday, like three weeks before he died. Oh, wow. Right. Right. So- just to show you, and I think that the, hustle, the flight he went on might have actually like added stress to his health. So, so, so um, he was it was quite ill, but it was okay. Like he was still traveling and everything. He would come to Ireland, and go to the UK because he had kids and grandkids all over Europe and the world. So he'd always visit like every now and then. And he was in Dubai for um one of my cousin's wedding like a month before he passed so he got back and then my auntie told me that he was admitted and honestly speaking I I thought oh this guy stressed himself out he's admitted they told him not to travel he traveled he'll be fine Mm -hmm. but when he was admitted like my dad he didn't come out of the hospital and by the time they brought him back home he wasn't able to talk or anything so I was kind of like yo this looks like last stages to me. So when he passed away, um cuz like a month before that couldn't use his phone etc. when he passed away again maybe because of my previous experience yeah. and I feel like him being old kind of helped me as well cuz he was like in his mid 80s like close to 90 I think or mm-hmm. you know around that age anyway. So he was pretty old. He had lived a very fulfilling, you know, very good life. Mm-hmm. So when he passed away, I think what affected me the most with his death was the fact that I had no previous generation left mm. so I never met my dad's parents actually well my dad's mom died in 1994 when I would have been two years old so I have no no memories of her mm. and my dad's dad died in the 80s way before I was born so to me I never had grandparents from my dad's side it was just my mom's dad it was just from my mom's side you know so I like I knew of my dad's mom and dad Passing away, you know, when I was much younger or before I was born. So I think what really scared me with my grandpa's one was the fact that he was like the only surviving, you know, parent or parental figure that I had left. Right. So when he passed away, I think that was what really hurt me the most that, oh my gosh, like all my grandparents are gone. Both my parents are gone. And I don't even know why, but for some reason, that really made me sad. Yeah. You know, it made me really sad. I was like, I have no, like, you know, parents or grandparents, not even one. Like, some people would still have one grandma or, you know, one, you know, there was none. There was none. It was just me and my siblings and cousins and stuff. And I remember around then there used to be this post, there's still trends of, like, five generation. You see it on Instagram. (laughs) You know, where like they're with their great-grandma and they're like mom, or you know, you see pictures, and that started trend- trending around that time. And I remember every time I'd see one of those posts, I would just be like so sad, yeah. so upset, because I don't know. It was right after my granddad died. Maybe I would start, maybe I started focusing more on them then, because I'm sure they were around before then. But do you know, what kind of thing. I would look at it and I'd see people like post with their mom and their child and their great-grandma and this and that, and I'm like, I don't have that. Yeah. You know, I'm the first of my generation, I'll have to pray to God that I see my kids and their kids and their great grandkids to be able to like create such a picture or anything. Oh. So that really hit me, and I was like, "That's it, everybody's gone." But at the same time, I was just like, "Everything happens for a reason." Mm-hmm. What will be be. Mm-hmm. It was an old man, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, you can't really like you know with him like he was ill, but like. was quite old so Mm. i just kind of like again i just said god you know your will has been done i know like everything happens for a reason although i might not understand that reason and i'll tell you to wait i don't have an answer i don't understand it fully Mm. but i've learned to not question i've learned to accept i've learned to just believe that his plans are of good and not of evil and that's it. No. no, so I'm not waking up like, oh, I know why my mom died. I know why my dad died. I know, do you get me? No. I don't know why, and I'm okay with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Is so, that acceptance that you spoke about earlier? That acceptance that Yes, you know, there's nothing there's nothing more I can do about this. It yeah. just is and you know then you go on your healing journey like it's not like when your granddad died that you're like okay yeah I'm fine you know you're still yeah. triggered seeing those and I, and I know what that looks like because for me I have my mom and my grandmother and, I, and my daughter so I think we took a picture like that so obviously yeah. my son can't take a picture like that because his dad is not here and his dad's dad is not here yeah. so you know, that, you know, when you said that, I could resonate because even though I could be in that picture at this point, my son's, my son doesn't have that. He he can't have that, like he said, until he creates that eh, age, the generations that come after. And yeah, there are certain things that, you know, even when a person dies, there are other secondary things that, that kind of die with them like the hopes of you know having those type of pictures the hope of you know your mom or your grandmother you know seeing your children and all of those type of things you have to also accept with that person's death with time that these things are just never gonna
1: be and that in itself sometimes is sad yeah yeah it's acceptance it's acceptance of things that could have happened things that will, that are meant to happen, or we'd like to think are meant to happen in future. Like with my dad's one, I was thinking about my wedding day. Mm. So I remember, like I said, he was ill for a year before it passed, and every time I pray to God, I'm like, God, please, I just want my dad to walk me down the aisle. My mom is not here, my grandma's not here, and then when it happened, I was like, Oh, I want my grandpa to walk me down the aisle. And when it happened, I was like, One of my brothers walked me down the aisle. Do you know, <laughs> like oh. do you know, because I feel like you, I feel like acceptance. Like we really kind of like underestimate. How much it can help when it comes to healing. It's mm-hmm. never easy. It's never, never, ever easy. But what happens is, you either accept it, or you let it eat you up. That's mm-hmm. the way I see, it, right? Mm-hmm. And even if you never fully accept what has happened, you can always work towards it, right? Right. You Why know, I say that is because, okay, for example, like now with myself, I'll never experience that. old oh, your mom helping you, with, you know, yeah. With kid like my mom died when I was fifteen, you know, she didn't even see me finish secondary school or any of that. So I'll even with my grandmother, I'll never experience that all, you know, motherly in that tent She never like my kids won't have grandmas you know or grandpas from my side you know that kind of thing and like you know dad's walking you down the aisle father daughters dance you know like things that you see like little triggers and it's can, i'll either sit down and i can either choose to sit down and wallow in sadness now i'm not going to say that i don't get sad when i see some things like i told you that that those pictures or posts like that are a big trigger for me mm-hmm. i dread mother's day i dread father's day not because i'm not happy that other people have their parents it's no. just it's overwhelming Like on it, I try not to like go online too much Mm. on Mother's Day or Father's Day or anything like that, because it helps me, you know, instead of torturing myself, like, of course I would like everybody's posts when they put their moms up and their dads up and say all these amazing things. But I also know that it might get me to a place where I'm thinking or I'm sad. So instead of like wallowing in sadness, I just do my own thing and, you know, I go to my mom's grave, drop flowers and, you know, I pray and that's it. So Mm. that kind of thing. So I've come to accept that, you know, when I see a post on Instagram, a father daughter dance, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. If I see someone say, Oh, I'm like, I'm there's the YouTuber. I mean, there's a person I follow. And, you know, she's always going about how she loves dropping her kids up to her moms. You know, she's like, kids are with grandma now. It's me and husband's date night. You know, I've come to accept that. I might, I might never experience that. It depends on if my husband has a mom or not. Do you know not kind of thing that I can drop the kids to? And I've accepted it mm-hmm. because when you actually really think about it, what can I do? Right. You know, if you don't accept it and if I'm crying and saying, you know, my mom should be here to carry my kids, I should be able to drop my children off to her house, you know, mm-hmm. my father should be able to walk me down the aisle, I feel like I'm not doing myself any good mm-hmm. and I'm just hurting myself. And I also like to think of what would the person like to see you doing? Right. I think that really helps right. as well. I don't know how I started thinking about that, but I knew my father, I knew my mother, and I know that my mom is happiest when she sees me going forward, when she sees me living. Right, right. I I would like to think, you know, that's what parents want, right? They want their kids to thrive, to be successful, to be happy. So sometimes when I get into that stage where I'm happy, I just picture that my grandma is standing there, my mom is standing there like, girl, what are you, you know, like... Mm -hmm. So when I'm doing makeup, when I'm being me, when I'm enjoying life, I feel like my mom is like clapping, like, yes, you know, living. So sometimes I like to think, what would they like you to be doing?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Living my life, thriving, being happy, you know, going forward. So when I'm doing those things and I'm in my happiest moments, I picture my parents, like literally my mom and my dad tomorrow and say, yes, that's my, like, you know, cheering me on, even though I can't see them. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm really sad and I'm like wallowing in sadness, I'm like, oh, you're probably making them sad now. Yeah. No, they don't want to see you like this. So that helps as well sometimes. So.
0: Yeah, no, that's so good. I actually had a conversation about that earlier today. I was just like, <laughs> um, yeah, um, I've talked to another friend who's been bereaved as well. And we're just saying, you know, your loved one will want you to be happy right um so so it's it's so true it's so true and you know I think even I was going to ask you oh, what would you say to encourage other people but I think girl you said it all you've said it all
1: so what, um, would, cool. what would you like just think about where you know what would they want you to be doing uh, and i Sure, my mother, father, grandmother, grandfather would not like me to be sad. You know, they would want me to be happy and living my best life and thriving. So I always try to do that.
0: Right. And girl, you're living your best life. So tell us, tell us a little bit before we go, tell us a little bit about your makeup, your YouTube, like when in those timelines did you start those things? And do you think in a way, because, you know, we talk about creativity um, and how we can use creativity to process grief. And do you think maybe some of, you know, the grief that you've experienced, you've channeled that energy
1: into those creative outlets? Definitely. And the reason why I say this is because, so like I said, after my mom passed, I was in school straight away. My grandma passed. It was like a month later. I had to move out, go back to college. So I was always busy. Like I never actually sat. now. I was advised, you know, you know, you can take a few months of college and do your, you know, mm-hmm. the, time and the time. But my mom's one is like, the principal was very understanding. She was like, I could start like in January mm-hmm. and like t- if I needed to. And I was like, no, no, no. My grandma was like, I, I was like, trust me, I just want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. So I found that being busy helped. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Like I didn't really have like much of a choice. Like it was like I was in school, I was in college. I just life just continued. You know, for me, even when my dad passed away, it happened on a Wednesday. I called my, my uh, boss and I was teaching. I called the principal and said, oh, my dad has just passed away. And she was like, I'm so, so, so sorry. She was like, do you want a week off? Do you want the rest of March off? This I was like, no, I just want, like, tomorrow and Friday off. I'll be back on Monday. And she was like, what? <laughs> you know, when I returned to school on Monday, she was just looking at me. I don't know if you know i know people. They're all like, you know, with other guy. <laughs> bathroom because they just <laughs> just didn't get it like your dad died last wednesday what are you doing here I, <laughs> like, like go home like you, you know but i found that being busy doing something productive creative, anything you weren't sitting down and constantly thinking right you know, i love doing makeup i love telling people off it's like you know it's the creative side of me, do you know, cause I didn't do anything to do creativity in school. I studied psychology and education, do mm-hmm. you know? So me makeup was like a way of, you know, sharing my artistic side. Mm-hmm. And I find that because I'm working nine to five, I'm doing makeup on the weekends most time or filming or even sometimes midweek, like I said to you, I was filming this afternoon.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm doing things that I like, mm-hmm. things that I enjoy, things I'm passionate about. So that in its own, I don't really have the time to actually sit down and be sad, you know, because what I'm doing is, is I'm enjoying it. Do you get me? When I'm putting makeup on someone, I enjoy it. When I'm, you know, in my nine to five and helping people, I truly enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like definitely in, in a way the, the experiences like the grieving has made me kind of like realize that this life is too short to do something that you're not happy doing. Right. Right. Um, so when people tell me, "Oh, I hate my job to send that." I can't. I can't relate. <laughs> honestly, you know I mean? don't get me. I could, be, I could be better paid, but I honestly can't relate. Cause I'm like, why would you wake up every single day? and go somewhere you don't want to be mm. and go somewhere where you're like sad like what mm. it just it makes no sense to me so mm. i love the job that i do i love doing makeup i like i literally i feel like i'm living life more like a, i'm more like awake mm. do you know kind of like, i love that you what know kind of thing like i'm not like like anything can happen Right, Nothing is right, Nothing. Right. I've seen people die from illnesses. I've seen people, that, like my grandpa, I didn't think it was going and bam, he was gone. Yeah. So it's like, anything can happen. And life is too short. I always say, of course, we all pray that we live till we're 100 and 105 and 110, you know, mm-hmm. but life is too short to be sad, to be doing something yeah. that you don't enjoy. Like the majority yeah. of us is going to spend a lot of hours in work. And, you know, so you better be doing something that you want to at least wake up and go to every day right. so for that reason alone having experienced that like i know for my mom she did a job that she she didn't like at all you know she was always like she she was doing um catering on the side she would she'd be cooking on the side and i knew that even though catering for her was only like 12 hours in a week when people were having parties or when she was catering for events that was when she was happiest mm. and the part of me wish she had actually just gone into that full time full time, yeah you know that kind of thing instead of like killing yourself at a nine to five that you really don't want to be at and then when you come alive is when you're doing something that you love Do you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing mm-hmm. so for that reason alone I'm like look here, yeah, nobody knows tomorrow mm-hmm. like you really don't know tomorrow anything can happen at any time so live your life like it's like live today like it's your last day like right. live in the moment and just enjoy what you, you know what you're doing
0: right so there you're speaking girl <laughs> you're sp- so i think I, I don't have anything more to say on that so with that i think we can all go home close whatever <laughs> we do here but um where can people find you if they want to look for you see your makeup and see your youtube
1: so instagram at poised by solia my mm-hmm. personal page is i'll probably send you everything youtube poised by solia facebook poised by solia <laughs> um <laughs> Email poised by Cilia, at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> poised by silly everywhere. So I will probably send you like my social media details so you can like you know, link that in. But yeah at points by Celia guys okay we'll, we'll, we'll see you there <laughs> okay, thank you
0: Celia it's been such an amazing conversation I've really enjoyed it you know I've felt with you on certain things that you've said and we've laughed and we've joked and you know just God bless you for you know all the stuff that you've been through and you're still here smiling out here living your best life girl. I salute you. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at season And also you can email us your stories or your feedback or connect with us at every season podcast at gmail.com Don't forget you are seen and you are loved. Stay blessed.